just puffed and puffed at you a little bit and <laughs> told you some stories and and uh, kind of really sorting you out more than you sorting me out because um, it's you know you can run me off it's not going to change what I do I, I really it's not uh, but I, I'll tell you as soon as I woke up this morning I slept pretty hard uh, when I woke up God spoke something into me and I want to I want to go with it if that's all right uh, for y'all that wasn't here last night we uh, I work in Mexico but our work is also in South America uh, as well as Central America we work got work in uh, Guatemala uh, uh, in Peru in uh, Bolivia uh, Paraguay several places most of them, well, actually, all of them that, that are that are under our work are Spanish-speaking countries, and that's what uh, God's called me to work with. With ones that's got Indians in their in their nation, and we're just blessed about that. But I'm working. I'm affiliated with lots of other ministries around the world. I just got into one that uh, is quite large. They're like us in a lot of ways. Uh, got lots of people in their work in Brazil. They work with uh, Indians also, but up and down the Amazon River and the tributaries. And uh, it's quite a nice work. I like that work. Uh, they got about 300 churches also. And we're really compatible. I've been down there a few times. They've been up to our work, and we're working together, but not in a way where everybody got all this stuff on paper, but we got it in the Holy Ghost. Does Amen. that make sense to you? Yes. I think that's the way it's supposed to be. Amen. All right. But we're doing really well. Our work, I told him last night, I'm not mad, I'm glad, I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not it's, you, can just, you can decide whether it's pride or not. I, I don't care if you call it pride, but I personally haven't ever seen pride raise the dead. You know, I, I, haven't, I haven't seen somebody that's over-aggressive heal the blinded eyes and watch the lame walk. And, and people tell me, but what about the verse that says, well, Lord, in your name we did miracles. The, the, the difference is, I love Jesus. I know the Lord Jesus. There's a difference. There's a big difference. Uh, and I don't, I don't, I, I never have since the day I've started being an explainer. I'm a reporter. I don't know why. I do not understand why God would use a guy like me. I'm just so abrasive to everybody. And it's on purpose. I don't, I don't, I don't try to hide that abrasion. I'm after you on purpose. Mark chapter 6. I just, we have, I want to share some miracles. There's, there's some phenomenal stuff going on. It just is, it's just slap dab out there. It's just so far away from what we consider to be normal. It's just amazing. Uh, it just is. Like, I went out to uh, one of our villages and they were having a conference and they pulled in a couple of our sections. Our work is done. We have 15 sections, all right? The work is probably uh, the large. We have work all over Mexico, but the big work, what I call the big work, where the majority of the churches are in a bulk, uh, is about 200 miles square. And it's, it's big. And it's split up into sections. Not very evenly, but it's split up. And we have Indian, Indian nationals that are directors over it. And they all have pastors under them and we have Americans and Canadians that work with me that work alongside these national directors and then everybody responds to me and we work together that's how it happens 
and and I'm the national director of both countries, America. Because we have churches here in America that work with us also. And it's growing quite. It's actually getting after. We, we're we're starting lots of churches here too now. That's uh that's new for us. I don't talk about that very much, but uh, it's amazing to me what God's doing. There's uh there's some guys got a whole vision and uh, like we kind of similar to what we're doing, but there was because I view I was I was mad at y'all for a long time. I really was. I was mad at America. I I just was mad at America. Uh, you know, I go down there and I see these millions of people that don't have any hope, and, and there's, I mean, and just our, they're our neighbors, you know, and and we can help them, but the problem is the governments don't have decided not to get along, so it's America basically has said, well, fend for yourselves, and and they're having a hard time, and, and there's all these millions of people, and I, and I go down there and they respond immediately to the Holy Ghost, you know. And and so I don't know what to tell you. Uh, and so for a few years, I wouldn't even come out. I stayed. Uh, what I did is I stayed in the country as long as my visa would permit. And I would only come back to the border and renew my visa and go back in. Uh, there was three years I didn't even see 20 miles past the border, you know. Mm. And so what... what uh, what God did to me is changed me. Because I can't get to you if I'm mad at you. If you feel anger out of me, I, I, you won't respond to me. All right? And I know that. So what I had to do, God gave this to me. It's a gift. Because I couldn't do it. I was so mad. Because of the religion. I grew up in church. I've never known anything but church. I've... Uh, I've been in, I'm a pastor's son, and I, from before I was born, I was in it. And and uh, I saw, when I got up to age where I could see, I saw my daddy's desire and his vision and he, what he wanted to do. And I also saw the hypocrites and all these people that, you know, on the surface, they looked really good people. But underneath, they was fighting and caring. It was a mess. It's that way everywhere. And so that kind of irritated me, and I went away from it for a while. And God came and got me, brought me back, put me out in the jungle. And uh, then I, I decided that I was going to fight the system. And, and, but now I don't fight the system uh, with anger. I fight it with the Holy Ghost. And there's a lot of difference. Because what, what God has done with me, he's, he's let me view y'all as a different nation. Because I can go to another country, and, I, and I, when I get to that country, I'm not mad at the people because they're different than me. They speak a different language. They, they may look like I do, but they... They're just completely different than me. So I accept that. And I begin to try to work with them in the Holy Ghost. But I, I wasn't that way because I was from here. And I got I picked up this anger because of the hypocritical attitude and religion and so forth. And the facade that's put on everywhere. And But the Holy Ghost, I was on the side of a mountain one day. It was monsoon season. And I was beat up. I mean, the lightning bolts and the rain and the... My equipment was horrible. I didn't have a raincoat, and my little tennis shoes was all tore up, and blood was leaking out my out the sides. And I'd hiked so much, and I, I just laid down on the side of the mountain, and it was just pelting me. I said, "All right, Holy Ghost, what I got to do to fix this?" I said, "Cause this ain't working. I need help. You moving out here in a way that I can't do by myself." 
How am I going to get America involved? Change me, God. Change me. And he gave me this plan how to connive and beat y'all. <laughs> how to trick y'all. How to take y'all in. And it's working. It, re it really is working. And the way in the conniving is to go to God for enough anointing, there's nothing can resist it. Nothing can resist it. It don't matter what the vernacular is. What matters is power. Amen. Isn't that so? Now, but going along down through the trail, I have run across some amazing miracles because God wants to help people. So you gotta, you got to understand that I have conveyed that somehow to my people, that God, even though they're poverty-stricken, they're the bottom of the list, they're socially the most undesirables of they have no culture. They have culture, but they don't have culture. They're not socially accepted. They are what everybody else is standing on to stay off the bottom. Okay? So you take a, how do you take a people that, that was the mightiest nation in this hemisphere, all right, and then these conquistadores come over, and, and now they've, they've gone to the bottom. From the greatest nation in this hemisphere to the bottom. Because their, na their nation actually ran from right under the Canadian border right straight down to Panama. There was a massive, powerful war, amazing bunch of people. And, and I, of course, you can't tell I'm hooked on them, can you? I just, they were awesome. All right, well, when they, when they came, let's see what happened was this, uh, this prophet had told them that God was going to send them a messenger. And then he, when he comes through, there was a pass in the mountains that comes down into their city. They had this beautiful uh, lake, and it was a massive city built in. It was beautiful, beautiful. Uh, God had given them quite a bit of uh, intellect. And this guy, Cortez, he comes over the hill. Well, he's got this thunder stick in his hand. He's riding on a white animal creature they've never seen before. Well, that was his horse. And the thunder stick was a blunderbuss. And, he, and he, the Mayans, who was the enemies to these, these Aztecs, had told him about that prophecy, so he went straight over that hill. He walked right into that city, never fired a shot, and the king gave him the scepter. Two days later, he was beheaded. So there, there went the change. It started, that was 600 and about uh, 668 years ago. And we almost fell. And, and they've been in slavery ever since. Now, they throwed off the slavery about 85, 90, about 9,500 years ago. Um, but the Holy Ghost, they haven't had a revival in their nation. All right? That's where I come in. And so the Holy Ghost wants to deliver these people. But he's not going to do it through me giving them a bunch of clothes, through me giving them, even though we do help people. Understand that? He's not going to do that. We first went in with just raw power. I wouldn't use any schemes or methods. I just went in and talked to him. It took me, do you know, I, I started working there, and by, by 14 years, we had about 100 and, uh, well, I'd say we had about 140 churches in 14 years. But one day I went out to, this is a really awesome thing that happened. The Holy Ghost, I went out there. Uh, to church one evening, and there was uh, several hundred people 
usually the church is about 75 people. It's a little, it was a little, one of our small churches. <clears throat> and I get out there, but there's several hundred people. And I'm not, I didn't, that, that's not unusual because God calls services sometimes and just tells people when to come. And by the Holy Ghost, they just come in from the mountains without us inviting them. <clears throat> We're sitting there, and um, the director, they come over there and started taking my clothes off. You know, I'd been out there 14 years. This had never happened. I didn't know what they was doing. What they did is they took off my American clothes and put on Indian clothes on me. And they gave me an Indian bag. It's a little hand-woven uh, uh, out of palm thing. What they carry little Bibles in there and their flashlights and stuff. And they put a, put, a, put a hat on me and Indian sandals and all that. Had to have them all special made, all these clothes. And then they, they went through this ceremony. Actually made me an Aztec Indian. Took me 14 years to get their, to, to get their trust to where they'd do that unsolicited actually it was the greatest surprise one of the greatest surprises of my life and they gave me a new name I have an Aztec name it's uh, Josue Rodrigo Castro de la Cruz Josue is Joshua and, you know I'm sitting here and I'm thinking now Joshua why not Moses <laughs> I mean if you're going to get if you're going to get to be somebody let's go to the top you know, so these guys, gave, they, I didn't understand why they, so I asked them, all right, why not Moses? Why not Moises? Why Joshua? And they just looked at me just as matter-of-factly because, Brother David, you're, you're, our war, you're a war general for us. You have brought us across the river into the promised land. You have taken us from captivity into, and Moses couldn't do that. Joshua had to. So you're a Joshua. You're not a Moses. Oh, okay. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> so when you teach people the Bible and they understand it, you have to, you have to understand the, the reasons behind a lot of things they do. is very scriptural. And, and, and it has to do with miracles. You know, I sit there in a chair. My men were, a lot of my men were with me. Had a, the thing that got me the most, it wasn't embarrassing, but it was, there was a bunch of American pastors there, and I had no idea what was going to happen, but they were sitting there. There was hundreds of people there that came up, and they gave me a gift, all right? And, by the, and I had hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of Indian people there, and when I got through, I had $14 total offer. That's out of hundreds. You talk about the widow's Every one of them have the widow's might. It's the smallest amount of money and it has no value hardly at all in their, in their, in their money. But, the, but to them, it's very valuable. It would be a little bit real cookies or something, you know? Or an egg. Or, or a little cup full of black beans. And that was all they had to give. And I'm sitting there just weeping. I just can't believe it. And these people are grabbing, they're crying. I have these women wiping tears off of me with their hair. I mean, it's just like in the Bible. Remember when Jesus was in there and that prostitute came in and was weeping and anointing his feet with it, just like it. And, and it was just amazing. And, and they were telling all these people that had been dead, that God had raised from the dead, and the, the tuberculosis, the cancers, the blinded eyes, the lame, and, and they were just weeping and thanking me for the gospel. And that's how I was made an Aztec Indian, because of the power of God. 
in that something. It wasn't because of what I would have thought, you know, my my security with them, my trust with them, my 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 integrity, my the things that are so valuable to me. Of course, that had that that were that were perimeter things, but it was the power of God that brought it all about. That's what you've got to have for your people. If you want to win, you got to have the power of God. All right. All right. Look here in Mark chapter six, in verse thirty-six. Jesus is talking here. Send the crowd away. I'm reading out of the Amplified. I hope that's not too offensive for you. To, to, to go into the country and villages round about and buy themselves something to eat. But Jesus replied to them, You give them something to eat. Now, people always are leaning on me, and I don't mind it. I, I got something to feed people. I, I don't mind it. But you know, people around you need you. All right? You know, it's all right to, to bring in a speaker and so forth and so on, but, but you are the ones that's going to stay and affect your community. You, I'm going to leave. In the morning, i got to go to Ten, I got to go to Nashville. I'm preaching up there a couple of places in Tennessee, and then I'm out to Missouri. Then I'm going to British Columbia. I mean, I'm gone. All right? As soon as I get down through California, Arizona, Nevada, and back into Texas, I'm going across the border. You won't see me for another year. I'm out of here. All right? But you are the one that has to feed. Jesus, you know, Jesus sitting there, they, they, they come up to Jesus. Man, there's this huge crowd. They've been with you a few days. Everybody's hungry. Jesus says to them, feed them. Well, they backed up. It, it, it's, it's, over, it's too overwhelming. See, around you, there's no doubt that you see your circumstances and your life too overwhelming. That is normal. All right? You are being normal. Your attitude is correct. And, and that, that Jesus understands that. But what you've got to get over is you're not normal. Your circumstances are. You are supernatural. You walk in the glory of God. All right? You've got to get that. If you don't get that, you will not be successful. You just won't. Jesus is just looking at him. Give him something to eat. We don't... I'm sure they looked in the money bag. You know, Jesus, you, you know, last town we was in, you, you gave all the money to the poor people. We ain't got no money left. If you wouldn't have been so good about giving offerings... <laughs> We would have had some money. Jesus just smiled at them. You don't, listen, people give me money, they don't give me money. You know what? We make it anyway. Isn't that something? Y'all notice, I don't, he's the guy taking an offer, not me. I won't do it. I won't twist your arm. I refuse to. If God can't speak to you while I'm talking, forget it. <laughs> Well, that kind of language, man, you must have lots of money stored up. No, I got lots of things stored up in heaven. I, I got, I got you, you got to understand that I believe God can drop. Look, I was just in Australia, and we ran into the gold dust over there. First time I've seen it on us. I've heard about it before, but never seen it. And my daughter and me, we got gold on us. And when I started preaching, it just showered on people. But do you understand that there was this lady in one, I didn't see this, 
one of my pastor was just freaking out over it. This lady, the Holy Ghost, came on this lady. Now watch. They was doing what y'all was. They, they had this big project going. And they had, but they had made the next step. They had already done the building. Now they was in debt, right? This, this lady, you ready? No, I don't, I'm not saying you're going to be in debt. Who said things? I, I, I didn't mean that in a way like y'all go. But this lady, her hair lit up with gold, right? And it started falling out of her like dandruff. So they put these uh, sheets around her on the floor. And they just kept worshiping God. Well, the Holy Ghost just kept dropping his gold and gold. And when they got through with that worship service, there was so much gold. They took this gold and had it weighed. There was exactly the right amount paid off the whole debt of the church. Where'd it come from? I have no idea. But the guy said it was the most pure gold he's ever seen. The, the, whoever the fellow was that did the weighing of the gold and ever how to do that. I, I'm not into it. I probably will get into it. But, uh, but I'm not. I'm sure I could find somebody that would buy it if I had a pound or two of it. Oh, yeah. But you see, you, you, you're thinking with one mentality and God's got another one. You see your circumstances and they got you held off. And you're sitting there with his, the most power that has ever been granted to any human on the planet. You got it. You've got it, but things are holding you at bay because of your natural vision of what you see and how you analyze things. Well, see, I'm, my motor, I don't have the brakes on. My, I've got past natural circumstances. Somehow, they don't affect me. I mean, I, I'm in it with everybody else, and I do feel the heat of the sun or the swelling river or the killer bees or, or anything else naturally that's out there. I can feel that. But I'm hooked on to Jesus who is sobrenatural. Supernatural. Jesus is supernatural. Do you understand? Jesus is supernatural. Look at this. You give them something to eat. Now, I've got a 27-year-old boy that I've raised in the mission field. Made a machine out of him. Physically, it'd be hard to match him. Because I'm a weightlifter and a bicycler. I'm into this physical fitness thing. It's, uh, all the time I am. And that's how I can do all this stamina I do. But it, it's because of Jesus, you know. He taught me how. And I've raised this boy, and he's pretty, you know. He, he's a really good-looking boy. But I raised him to preach the gospel. I raised him to hate the devil. I raised him... To feed the sheep. I didn't raise him to let circumstances around him. He went to church a while back. And he's with these elders that I've, God has let us raise up together. And so he's working. You know, on paper, he's the lead man. But actually, he submits to, the, to these guys. Because, you know, some of them's 80 years old. And been walking with me for 25 years. I mean, these guys walk in power. And my son, you know... He's the great white hope, you know. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that is so stupid. So anyway, he, uh, <laughs> it's a mess. <laughs> That's why I said I, that was a joke. Supposed to be. 
So anyway, uh, he's, uh, he's out there, you know. He gets to church. I'll tell you how much of a hope he is. Watch this. He pulls up out there, and, and he's supposed to come to church, you know, with the normal crowd of about 10 or 15 people. But God called a meeting, and there was 150 showed up. But the problem is, the brother, when he gets to the brother's house, the brother don't have any food. And the worst thing you can do in our culture and in culture is not feed someone. And, and the food is different for me. All right? I've never got accustomed to it after all these years. I really hadn't. I, that, uh, every time I go, it's a miracle. It's Jesus. He helps me. He does. Every, every day, I usually, you know, because I don't drink coffee, and every day I drink 10 cups. You know, it, it's not because I like coffee, because I detest the stuff, uh, you know, right here. It, it don't hurt me once I get it past my mouth, but I just don't like the flavor of it, right? You understand that? I'm sure y'all got a few things y'all don't like. <laughs> but every day I drink at least 10 cups. I mean, they just, these people, they grow their own, everything. And they grind it, and, they, and I, when I go there, you know, it's got, you get grinds on your teeth. I don't know. So, <laughs> so I'm sitting, my son walks in there. Watch this. He gets there, and the, the brother comes up to him, says, "Brother, brother, brother Jody, uh, his name is Joseph David, and, and we call him Jody." And so he says, "Brother Joseph, he says, uh, got a big problem." Okay, what's the problem? He took him in there and he showed him there was a little bowl that was full of uh, these bocoles. Bocoles are awesome. Uh, it's cornmeal and beans and chilies. Uh, you put them in a, uh, wrap them in a banana leaf and boil them together. And it's very healthy. And it, man, you're talking about power for your system. Which has got an unusual flavor for me, that's all. But, but it's good. It's good for you. And, but, and there's a whole bowl of bocoles. My, my son looks at him and says, bocoles are great. He said, yeah, he grew up on them. He loves them. You know, he said, that's fine. The guy said, the problem is, uh, this is all we got. And my son says, all you got? He looked at it. About seven people. Yep. Looked out there. Well, I brought 150 and then plus your church. He said, yep. <laughs> we got a problem. So what do you do? How are you going to fix this? Feed my sheep. That's right. But how many of y'all... Have ever done that? <laughs> okay. Here's how you do it. I'm going to give you, oh man, miracles along with your healing. All right? Is it all right if I read it to you how you do it? Because this is how you do it. Right here. <laughs> Verse 38. How many loaves do you have? That's exactly what my, my son did right. He didn't do it because he thought of the Bible verse. It was a natural thing. Jesus was talking naturally here. Well, how many loaves do you have? Well, they went out there and got their loaves and brought them back. He said, go and see. And when they had looked and knew, got five loaves and two fish. He said, well, just sit everybody down and speak peaceably to everybody. Don't be nervous. See, that's what the first thing you got to do. You got to not let your circumstances... Run your life. Listen to me. 
if you're going to eat, and if you're going to have enough to feed, I'm talking spiritually, I'm, I'm talking also food, anything you're going to touch in life, whether it's your job, your family, anything you're going to touch in life, you listen to me and you'll win. This is a winner's choice. <laughs> they brought that food out, set it on that little bitty table, and they brought in my son and them. Brought in them people by lots because you do that. You first of all feed all the elders. Uh, and, and that's just how it is where I live. Everything's done with order and integrity and honor. Everything is done like that. So they brought them in. They fed them. And then and when they got through, they fed over 200 and some odd folks. Everybody's full. The whole kitchen and everybody in the kitchen is eight. And when they got through, the bowl of bocoles are the same. And my son picked up that bowl, took it back in the kitchen and told the brother and his family, this is for y'all for tomorrow. Not only, what you got to understand is, not only does God provide enough for the moment, but because of his abundant blessing, he gives enough for tomorrow at the same time. Every time they went out, They'd go out in the morning, they had enough for the whole day. Remember that whenever God was feeding all them people? You got to get over your ability to think and perceive. We have to think like the Holy Ghost thinks. We got to feed people like the Holy Ghost wants them fed. Are you understanding? Because, see, Jesus said, Jesus said, give them something to eat. That was just as natural coming out of him because it was God's way. It's God's way. You feed them. You don't have to bring somebody special that's got this gift or that. You feed them. You got it. You don't realize it. You think wrong. We have to change our thinking. You feed them. You can. You don't let your circumstances block you. I'm telling you. My circumstances, I don't even know what they are anymore. Seriously. Because I don't think in that realm no more. It's gone. I don't think that way anymore. It's gone. It's gone, gone, gone. Bye. Thank you, God. Good riddance. Holy Ghost. Listen, I went to a conference. Our, one of our conferences. We had been planning for this thing. It's a work-wide conference. And this one of work wasn't nearly as big as it is now. But we was, oh, work-wide. Oh, man. It, I, I planned and I strategized and I administrated for days on this thing. Uh, we got food together. We got money together. We got, oh, we had mounds of food. And, oh, man, we had enough. Because I was thinking there'd be about 2,000 people come. And I, we're ready. Man, we got a couple of cows over there. We got a couple of fatted pigs. We're ready. Going to be some good food roll out. Problem was, God had given us enough rain. The, the, what we didn't think about was God's blessing. Because when, 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 when the rain comes, and the temperature is right, and the sun is shining, and everybody's got a lot of food, and they ain't got to work, they'll come to these conferences. All right? Well, when, when we got through hauling all the people, you know, I had, a, I had all this stuff on paper, I looked, uh-oh, 5,000. Mm -hmm. 
This is a problem. We got enough food maybe for, for one meal if we kill everything at once. <laughs> All we going to do. These brothers come around there. I mean, they've been working so hard. They have got their crops. Y'all, there was sacks of corn, but it was wasn't enough. I mean, if you made all of that corn up into tortillas, you could have fed five. Because every one of them guys eat a half a kilo a piece of tortillas every meal. I mean, they, they really eat lots of corn. That's the main thing. Corn and beans and rice is, is our main staple. And so, we're, <laughs> like most of the world. And so we're sitting there, and they said to me, what are we going to do? I said, feed the people. I wasn't thinking Bible. I, I wasn't just practically thinking, man, we got a massive bunch of folks out here. Look, we, we got to feed them. They're going to get mad at us. They might lynch us or something. And the brother said, Brother David, you know, that's doing this on paper thing, you know. I said, don't do no paper thing with me. I'm going to show you what we're going to do. Come around here. We went around there. Those, we had these, they call them pilots, these big pots. I mean, there are gallons of food in these things. And these women and men have been working all from way since midnight to prepare this food. And then we get there, and it's not enough. I said, all right, here's what we're going to do. Touch them pots. Go over and lay hands on them two cows. <laughs> Go over and touch them three pigs we got over there. The big old pigs. I said, let's go. Give me an elder on everything. Let's go. And so everybody was in place. I said, just call out for mercy. Only thing I can tell you is God don't help us, we're in a bind. What can I say? But I am not going to run around like some goofy, I don't have enough money. You know, I, I got a certain amount of money. It wasn't enough. We could have put it all in a pile and went and bought food. It wouldn't have. Took all of our trucks up. You got to understand 5,000 people eating. That's a bunch of folks. And you got to feed them people twice. And we there for three days. That's six meals. And we're going to eat everything we got in the first meal. I said, all right. Boy, y'all fixing to get blessed. We laid hands on everything. I went around cheered everybody up. You know? Because I had to get around here and preach. I can't be around here and cry babies. Uh-oh. Circumstances don't dictate to the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost dictates to circumstances. Just thought I'd just tell you all that. Because I know y'all are led by circumstances. <laughs> y'all are so emotionally led, circumstantial led, friendship oriented, family oriented, and none of that stuff is the Holy Ghost. I personally don't care what my friends say, my mama, or anybody else. Even though we have a strong southern family, we're very lovey, you know, get along, blood thicker than water type situation. The problem with that is, if the family wants to do something God don't want, blood got thin all of a sudden for me, because I ain't going. As long as we follow God, I'm family man. As soon as the family decides, uh, you know, we're going to bend the rules. I'm not. So I'm just going to tell you right up front, 
Family ain't the Holy Ghost. Now, get on mad. It's all right. You'll get over it. Friendship is never the Holy Ghost. Ask Job. Listen. You're going to get yourself in lots of trouble if you try to please everybody. Best thing to do is please Jesus. And who's pleasing Jesus, you'll get along with great. Everybody else? See ya. They just fall off and got to go somewhere else. Because i got to follow Jesus. It's not nothing. And I'm telling you, it's nothing personal. It's not that I just set out to be mad at you. I'm not mad. Man, I am free, filled with peace and joy. But I'm following the king. Yes. Amen. And it don't mean i got to submit to circumstances. I don't have to. It's just the way it is. We go around, you know, I announced to everybody, we finna eat. Wow! So I just started preaching. They started taking them around by shifts, you know, feeding 150 at a time. I don't know if you know how many I just told you, but that's not enough. You need to feed 500 at a time. Get to, that's 10 settings at 500. It takes about three hours to feed that many people. So you got to work at it. Everybody's working hard. You got, you got about four or five hundred people just feeding and helping. And oh man, it's a it's a great machine. And oh, the Holy Ghost. Oh, it was wonderful. Everybody's working hot, 120 degrees, no air conditions. We got a few tarps up. Couldn't get everybody on the tarps. Now you got people in the sun. Y'all would have left right now. You'd have rent, went right out there, got your BMW, and went to the house. <laughs> Just because you thought it was an on-purpose tactic against you, probably because of your color, might have been because of what you was wearing. Of course, it could have been because I know you don't pay tithes. So we set you on purpose out in the sun to boil your brain a little bit. None of that's true. It's a, it's a mind circumstantial thing that's harassing you. Most of your problems are mental. Let them go, man. Just let it go. Let Jesus come on you. Feed the sheep in the house of God. We fed everybody. I'm not kidding you. We fed everybody. And the brothers come around there. Brother David, come here. So I had somebody else get up to preach. I said, I'll be back in a minute. Y'all carry on. I went around the back. I said, what's the matter? Look at this. I'm looking at it. What? Now listen to me. We fed 5,000 people. We had a 30-gallon pila, which is uh, big, full of rice. It's a big copper pot. Y'all used to cook in them a long time ago. And, <laughs> and then y'all went to these fancy wash tubs and now y'all even left that stuff. I wouldn't say that very many of y'all even in this house has a wash tub in your house. Maybe one of them little ones. I got, I mean we got 15 of them things. Big ones. I have to use them for conferences. So, and it's just, you know, it's level full. Of, of good rice. I reached down, took my hand, took some. What's the matter with the rice? It ain't gone. I said, I can see that. Yeah, but we fed everybody. 
<laughs> and I look in the pot. I said, you telling me you fed 5,000 people and we got that much rice left on it? I said, I said, I said, it's a joke, right? Y'all cooked another pot while I was preaching. No, come here. I went over there and there was all the rice that we had in surplus was still in the grain. It was still hard. And I said, we spent too much money. We shouldn't have done this. We got way too much food here. And that was the first meal. Now listen, y'all, I realize that I'm messing with your intelligence. It's on purpose. Because you, you should have seen it. You should have, all I can say is, you should have been there and seen it. Because you talk about messing with your intelligence. You know, here I'm, I'm like you. I'm intelligent. I, you know, I, I understand you feed 5,000 out of this pot. It's going to be empty, but not level full like you had any use any out of it. Every grain. only thing that was missing was a little bit that I'd just taken. I couldn't believe it. I really couldn't. I was just, I said, show me the moly. So we went over to the next pots. There was these two huge that killed a couple of pigs. We had this uh, moly. You know, it's, uh, I don't know what it's like to you. Barbecue, like, kind of like barbecue, kind of. And, and, no, it's good. It really is. It's, it's like this. I imagine Sonny's up here that I've been passing back and forth. Probably has something similar to it in there. And so I went over there, and both of these 30-gallon pilas are full. And I walk over I said, don't tell me. I said, don't worry about it. We home free, Bob. <laughs> I said, let's go. You tell, you see, I, you, you give these people as much food as them bowls of hold. I mean, you, you give it to them. I mean, if God's with us, let's eat good. <laughs> I mean, if he's really with us. If he's really with us, let's act like we're a king or something. That's right. Everybody that eats is a king. Feed them like one. They said, all right. I said, where's the tortillas? I want to see the tortillas. We went over there. We had hundreds of kilos of tortillas, all right? And I'm looking. In this, the boxes, everything is still full. I'm going, oh, my God. I said, I said you fed them out of these boxes. Oh, Jesus. Then I went around there, I told, I told the people that was with me, I said, oh my God, oh my God, you, oh my God, go to the back and talk to the brothers. That's all I got to say to you, is you need to see what's going on. They did. Everybody comes around there, they're just like me. Heaven is amazing. I don't know how it can happen. I can't, if I could explain it to you, I probably would that one, but I can't. I don't know how it's possible. We didn't, watch this, we didn't do any works. Hello. We didn't intercede for 40 hours. We didn't fast for 40 days specifically to have the food multiplied. We run into a need. God knew they was coming. God knew we didn't have enough food. God understood our circumstances were going to overpower us. God knew it all along. And we didn't. And when we finally get to the circumstances, and we can see it like God saw it a long time ago, 
it went boom and nailed us. And God says, hey, I'm still here. Let's keep walking. Don't stop because of circumstances. Let's keep going. You don't have enough money. You don't have enough food. You do have the wrong circumstances. Family is against you. Friends are talking you down. Now, that's true. But guess who's for you? If Jesus is for you, what's the answer? Who? 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 Name them! History's on my side. I'm a winner. Doesn't matter who's against. If I can maintain trust in God, if I can maintain my integrity and faith, that thing will not be eroded. And I will win. It's the way it is. It's just the way it is. Y'all ready? I'll finish this because I have to. <laughs> Jesus. That evening, we fed again. Oh, was I interested. I ran around there in the back. It was still full. Now what Now what you got to... See, this thing is the, it's getting beyond out of hand here because we've done fed 10,000 people and we ain't lost no food. But guess how much of a miracle this is turning into? Watch. 120 degrees, 10 hours, food is great. Now, that's not possible. Neither is it possible to feed 10,000 people on 2,000 people's worth of food. Neither is it possible to keep all that food fresh. But somehow we're in a time capsule or something. It's got to have botulism. There's got to be demons in there. I said, go get me some out of every bit of that. Every one of them pots, I'm going to smell it. Because I have a real sense that my God's blessed me with some good senses. Come on around there. You just cooked this. No, we cooked it. Night before last. I said, that ain't no way. Oh, yes, it is way. Look over there. Them pigs are still alive. <laughs> I said, it's got to be the cow then. We went around the corner. The cows are still tied up over there. I'm saying, man, we got way too much food here. My God. Fed everybody, 15,000. In the evening, 20,000. Third day, I come walking around here. Been in my nose. What? Don't tell me. Okay, then. <laughs> Stuck my hand in that rice. Fresh. I ate it. Got me a bowl of them mollies. I, I just, you, you just, you got to understand, this is blowing a little old redneck from Louisiana just off the map. I mean, I don't, this is way beyond, <laughs> we're way out there past birthdays here. Y'all understand that term? I mean, we're, hey, this is, we're way out there now. Grandma, Grandma, we're way beyond Grandma here. I mean, yeah. All right. I figure we're going to run out. We done fed 30,000 people. Three days have gone by. We're leaving in the morning, right? <laughs> All right. I go there. Brothers, come here. I walk around there. I Listen, we fed 30,000 people on the amount of food for 2,000. Our pigs are still tied up and so are our cows. 
Our rice surplus is still there, and so is our corn. Our tortillas are still in the box. Three-day running miracle here. Then I said, what can we do? Got this idea. Call the whole town. We're going to take all these people out of here. And because the town was so generous and didn't cause us any trouble, let us do our conference. We're going to give them a big feed. So so we fed the whole town. All the brothers that worked, these 500 people that were working, all these people that worked carried gallons of food home with them. Are y'all hearing what I'm telling you? We fed thousands of people in the village. We fed, they carried that food home and ate on it for days. I'm talking about miracles here now to you. And I'm talking about it, my son, me. I mean, there's, I can tell you more, I just ain't got the time for it. But but look, but look, let me, let me read, I want to read this to you for sure, because we got to, I want to do a little bit of praying with you. Look, look here in, uh, Verse 39. Then he commanded the people to re- all to recline on the green grass by companies. See, it's all right to sit with you, friends. There's nothing wrong with that. As long as we're doing it by the direction of Jesus. Do you understand? You say, well, I'm trying to reach them. Well, what they're trying to do is reach you too. They're trying to take you away from the power of the gospel. You got to get with people. You got to have. That's all right to have them as friends, and it's okay to be in acquaintance with them. But you got to understand they're different than you. They are the enemy. My friends are not the enemy. Yes, they are the enemy. And until they get in your camp, Holy Ghost, anointed and, and filled with God, they are the enemy. And have to be recognized, even if it's your mama. Because most people, I listen to my mama, man, but let me tell you, now she, she loves me and respects me so much, I'll sit there and I'll listen to her, and it, but now she says, is that all right, David? Is that fine with what you're doing? And I look at her, you know it is, Mom. You read the same Bible I do. Because she saved and loves Jesus the whole nine yards. I mean, she's just, oh, she's a blessing. One of the greatest prayer warriors I've ever met. She's an honor. She's something else. But there's times, back a few years, we had a bump. She decided to do a little compromising while I wasn't around. And I come back and find it, because they hit it. But there's something about the Holy Ghost. He discovers problems. I reckon what you do in secret will be shouted on the rooftop. That's what the Bible says. I just want to quote you a verse. So when he got shouted on the rooftop, I was down there going, "Uh uh-uh. Because I wasn't the one shouting. I was the one down there listening. I went immediately. Because my responses are instant and lethal (laughs) to the devil. I went straight to my mom. I said, uh-uh. This is what I've been told. Yep, that's what we did. I looked at my daddy. He was still alive. And I said, all right, Pop. We're going to have a powwow. We're going to have it right now. Family time. Special. Have a seat. My daddy's a doctor of theology. He was the leader of the Southern Baptist Convention in the state of Louisiana for 25 years. 
He's not somebody you want to just go up and slap in the Holy Ghost is what I'm trying to say. Smart man. Got a master in this, a BA in that. I mean, he's got all these... He studied his whole life. But the problem was he had allowed a mistake and then covered it. That's worse is to compromise the mistake because it can cost the whole family. I'm part of the family. I don't want to pay it. you got to understand I'm not willing to pay. That's just the way it is. So I went over there and I took my Bible, got his Bible. We sat down. I said, there ain't, nothing, there ain't much I can teach you out of here. You know the Bible. So does my mama. Y'all been teaching this thing for 50 years. I said, but listen to me. This is what we're going to do. We're going to repent and ask God for mercy. Because you messed up. And I'm not, I'm not bringing false charges against an elder. I'm telling you, I'm not your son right at this point. I am a man of God. And I look you in the face and I tell you, we're going to repent. Because you're going to recognize that we need to. And you're going to do it right now. Well, my mama blew a gasket that I would be so aggressive with my daddy. And so immature to not see the need of his emotional affairs. I ignored her. I let her blow all the steam she wanted to. I ignored her. I looked at my daddy. It's time to sit your wife down because she's not talking to her son. She's also talking to an anointed man of God. And I'm going to tell you right now, heaven don't like it kind of vernacular toward me. He just looked at her and said, sit down, please. Thank you very much. So she sat down. I said, now, Pop, what are we going to do? He said, show me the way out, son. I said, it's simple, Pop. He loves you. You made a mistake. But we're going to ask him to forgive us. He fell on the floor. Mama did the whole thing. Boom, it was great. Jesus is king. But the problem is, you think it ain't going to work out like that. You have it all analyzed in your mind. It's going to cost you. And it may. It may be a running gun battle for 20 years. But that don't matter either. What matters is walking with Jesus. I have my mama. My daddy's dead. I take care of my mama. I'm not even in the country. Don't matter. I'm taking care of her. I'm feeding her. I'm blessing her. I'm loving her. Because of who she is in God. Knowing she's made past mistakes. But knowing... Jesus is King and Lord in her life. Are you getting this? Is it, man, this is healthy teaching here, bro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, watch it. i got to quit. All right, here we go. All right. So they threw themselves down by ranks in verse 40, hundreds and fifties, with the regularity of an arrangement of beds of herbs, looking like so many plots of gardens. See, that's what you can be. You can listen to Jesus, and you can sit down by ranks. That's what churches are to me. And you can be a plot, a garden, a green, healthy, productive place. Because whenever Jesus started feeding these people, every one of those plots produced. I don't want you to realize that. There wasn't one group of people that said, I don't believe that. They all ate. They all were satisfied. Understand? And they were from all kinds of nations, just all over that region, that were sitting listening to Jesus. All right? It says right here, and, and I like this a lot, verse 41, 42. It says, And taking the five loaves and the two fishes, he looked up to heaven, praising God, gave thanks, and broke the loaves, and kept on giving them to the disciples, and set before the people, and also divided the two fish amongst them all. Two fish, two fish amongst them all. 
You eat one every time you sit down to eat fish. This fish <laughs> went to everybody. Look, and they all ate, and what happened to them? And they were satisfied. I dare say, there ain't but two or three of you in here that are honestly satisfied. That, are, that honestly are at peace in your mind, your spirit, your family, your finances, the way you love God, the what you're doing. That you're honestly, honestly, man, you can't believe how satisfied I am. I am such a satisfied individual. I love Jesus so much. I get to see these great powers and wonders. And you know what? I've learned how to sit in my garden plot. I've learned how to sit in my rank. I don't want your rank. Keep it. Amen. I'm happy where I'm at. You know, it is hard where I live. Everything's against us. Every kind of animal, every kind of insects. Oh, these jungles are tough. These mountains are hard. Oh, they're unforgiving. Oh, man. But I've learned how to sit in that garden spot. And people come and they just admire me and my family. How in the world? And we just look at them and go, Man, it's home, baby. We, we in our little garden spot. We happy here. We, we satisfied. Jesus is feeding us. He's got plenty. I'm not a dissatisfied, a gruntled, how you say that, disgruntled person. I'm not, I just don't feel it. I feel full. You know something? It's unusual for you to run around and meet somebody that's that way. It's too bad, too, because it feels so good. I really, honestly, when I sit on the side of those mountains, and I'm so tired from hiking, carrying that backpack, sun's just banging me, man. I always take my hat off and tie it on my side because I, I consider the sun to be my friend. Other people fight it. But I don't. sun's my friend. Jesus made it. It will not smite me by day, nor will the moon smite me by night. It ain't happening. God, it ain't happening. They're my buddies. Do you see how I think? It's a different mentality. And you've got to acquire that. And it takes time to be satisfied by the Holy Ghost. Because you're so lustful. I got, oh man, you're just so lustful. with lust. You want this, you want... You get to this level, and you think, I'll be satisfied. As soon as you get there, because it's such a big level, it has produced such a larger level. And that's okay spiritually speaking, but not materialistically speaking. I ain't never met a man, because the Bible says it anyway, hell is never satisfied, and neither is a man's appetite. And that's something. But Jesus wants to touch us spiritually. That's what we're working on. Would y'all stand up and let's pray together? I gotta, I gotta shut this down this time. And wish I could teach more on that right now, but I'm not going to, because it's pretty heavy, heavy, heavy duty stuff. Because there's been so many times where we've had that, had that great, wonderful blessing. I wish I could talk to you about flying. I, I, you know, I'm into that. Not in jets by the Holy Ghost. I might tell that in the next service. We'll see. You gonna stay and sing for the next service, or you gotta go somewhere? Are you here for the duration like me? Are you? Oh, good. You might hear it then. Listen, I wish we could all be satisfied and happy and filled with peace and joy. That's what I wish. I wish we could all enjoy the great presence of God all the time. See, I I'm not where I live. The circumstances like y'all's here today. You, you can pretty much count on 
when you come to church, it's going to be in this controlled environment. I mean, you, you're pretty relaxed with that. Well, see, I'm not. Where I go, nothing is ever the same, regardless of what, it, what you did last time you was there. Because the mountain, these spirits won't allow it. So you have to be at peace with Jesus. And it has to be right here. Because everything else around you is going to change. And if you can do that and learn how to live like that, you are a free person. Really, really. Let's worship Jesus. Lord God, thank you for the Holy Ghost. I thank you for the presence of God. Thank you, God, for your great worthiness. You are holy, 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 holy God. This is what I want to do. If, you're, if you want to be satisfied, if you want to feed the people of God, I'm not going to take a long prayer time, but while they're praying, while they're singing, while, while people are changing out in here, just get your stuff. If you really want to come up to this altar, you have been touched by what I've been saying. You want to step forward in God. Come right up here, and we're just going to take a minute and worship God together. If, if that touches you, and just bow to God, or stand, or kneel, or whatever you want to do. In Jesus' name. Come, great Holy Ghost. That's right. Uh, come on now. <laughs> Lord Jesus. Come on, Holy Ghost. Come <clears throat>